guys. Welcome back to another episode of the TV and Tea podcast. What's going on? How you doing? What's good? Or do you remember that vine? What it is? What's up? I got your in the cut. You don't remember that? Of course I do. Oh, <laughs> I was, you were giving me like a weird face. Do you know where that comes from? No. The song? No. What it is, ho? Oh, what's up? <laughs> Can I play a game in your guts? I'm showing my Gen Zness. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, uh, some cut. Was that some cut by Trollville? I think so. I don't know. Him. I feel like. <laughs> I feel I might be wrong about that, but I feel like that's what it is. Anyways, how y'all doing? How you doing, sister? I'm doing good. Yeah, some cut by Trollville. I was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a millennial. Um, I'm doing good. I had a good week. Um, I just want to get into my quote because it will make a lot of sense to how my week has gone. Okay. And it comes from Lisa Vanderpump. And she just says... Well, well, darling, if I had gotten you a little horse, would you have wanted one? <laughs> oh, I love that. And if you know that line, if you know where that comes from, you know that me and Cece love it. I think we, <laughs> we quote it almost every day. Like in our household, that is like a staple piece of <laughs> pop culture reference. Yeah. And she basically, well... She went to Ojai to get a little horse for Ken, but it was lame. <laughs> the horse was lame. The horse was lame. It had a little foot that kept turning over, and he, he looked like he was having trouble walking. And so she didn't bring home that little horse that day. But um, she called him, and she was like, well, darling, if I had gotten you a little horse, would you have wanted one? Yes, as, as a birthday gift. She was trying to get her <laughs> husband a little pony horse. Yes, and she ends up getting them, and it's wonderful. But the horse was lame. And <laughs> I have a kinship with the horse because this week I am lame. <laughs> a kinship with the horse? No. I fell in the streets last week being drunk. <laughs> And I messed up my arm, like messed up my arm almost throughout my back. I have a cut on my knee, like bruises. (gasps) It's so bad. So bad. Oh my God. And I can barely use my arm. Like I'm lame. You're lame. (laughs) I'm lame, darling. It's just, it's given me just such a trouble all week. I can barely lift things, barely reach over. Like I can't really extend my arm fully. It's just, I'm lame. Oh my gosh. So that's how my week has gone. So Adriana took a tumble. (laughs) Adriana took a tumble. Like, wow. No, like I smacked into the pavement. (laughs) Like it was so hard. Oh my gosh. And it happened that, you know when you're falling and you like see yourself falling because it's happening slowly? Yeah. No. I went down like And you didn't know what happened. I was confused. I was like, someone pushed me like what happened i was so confused i like popped up i was like frightened and my friend was like are you okay like what happened he was like a couple steps in front of me and he like turned around and he's like why are you on the ground I'm, like, i don't know it was terrible 
Oh no. Um, and the next day I woke up, could like legitimately could not move my arm. I was like, do I need to go to the hospital? But I was so hungover. I just had to like <laughs> sleep through it. No wonder you stayed in your room all day. Yes. And I had to take Monday off of work. I was like a mess. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, girl. Damn. Yep. Okay, well, I mean, my week wasn't as eventful. <laughs> I was cool in it, vibing. Um, but my quote this week comes from Clueless. Okay. And Cher says, and in conclusion, may I please remind you that it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Okay. And I picked that quote just because, you know, in the movie, she's saying a little speech about immigrants and she makes an analogy about her garden party. And that's just how I feel right now because I don't know what's going on in the world. But I'm just like, no RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a lot like going on and I'm just like, no, like I'm no with a red heart. Thanks. I'm just gonna be in the house and vibe and not worry about those. It's things. really Lord of the Flies out there. Like yeah. people are crazy. Mm-hmm. You like have to like watch your six when you're out because like yeah. shit's going down. Yeah, all around um, us. I'm doing a you. You know how like you mute certain words on Twitter because like you don't want to. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm like not engaging. <laughs> I'm not looking at the stuff. I'm just vibing. You're vibing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's you're actually not supposed to know this much stuff right we're not supposed to be this engaged with like the world and issues and like people's lives and Mm -hmm. like we're not supposed to know and engage with all of this information so it is totally okay to be uninformed about something yeah uninformed but i give my support I send my love. You know, like when you get invited to a party. I send my love. And you don't want to go. I send my love. I know. Isn't that classy? Yes. Very classy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's get into this week's show. We are finishing up Nine Perfect Strangers. Mm -hmm. The last episode dropped this week. And so we are back with Masha and the gang. Uh, And... In the beginning, I was loving the show. And I don't know if it was maybe like my mood the day I watched it, but I was like not loving the second half as much as I was loving the first half for some reason. And I'm not, I'm still not sure why. Really? No, there was just something that I was like, what am I not liking? Mm -hmm. And I think it might be Masha. (laughs) Masha? I think it might be Masha. What about her? She was just so, like, okay, she was, like, driving towards something. Mm -hmm. We could tell that. There was a reason for her bringing these groups of people together. She had a reason for bringing in the reporter. You know, she she very clearly had a mission, but we just really didn't know what it was until the very end, which Mm -hmm. I would have really liked. I just felt like her way of going about it was chaotic. Yes. And that just didn't fit with the character to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see what you mean. To recap a little bit, Nine Perfect Strangers, if you're just tuning in on this journey, this trip, if you will, (laughs) is about this wellness retreat led by this crazy Russian lady. (laughs) And these people come to figure out their issues, you know, nine perfect strangers. One of them has issues with addiction. Another 
um, set of people as a couple and they're having marriage issues and then other people they come for like anger issues you know and they're coming to be renewed and rebirthed they've heard from word of mouth that everyone that goes there goes through a transformation mm-hmm. and uh, everything's great afterwards so masha or what's her name Marsha. No, but like the actress. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Love her. Mm-hmm. Like she just, she looks so good. I feel like she plays crazy so well. Yeah. She's like uh, eerie and creepy, but like uh, you don't know what she's thinking. I liked her in the role and this cast was amazing. We talked about this in the first episode of Melissa McCarthy who's also an so executive good. producer of the show. So good. Yeah. Um, I liked it, honestly. I think the show was good. Mm-hmm. Like, the first half I thought was so great. I mm-hmm. love how they unrolled everything and I think they continue to do that. I just thought she was like, a, she like lost it at the end and she I was did. like, what? What's going on? But throughout the show, like, even in the beginning, you can see that, like, yes, she's a spiritual guru, but she she be fighting her demons. Like, she still has demons. She definitely has demons. Yeah, so to me, it made sense that she kind of unraveled at the end. Mm. You could almost tell the desperation in her. She was, like, clinging to the hope that, like, her ultimate goal would be had with this group of people that she was really pushing to the limit mm-hmm. on like the amount of drugs she was giving them on the protocols. Like her staff was like pushing back on her. Like you're doing too much. This is going mm-hmm. too far. And we saw that kind of start to unravel with the characters. Like they all started to lose it and yes. trip the fuck out, which yes. was really dangerous. I think definitely. So yeah, they go to this wellness retreat at first. They're being microdosed without their knowledge. And then they find out and they're just like okay i guess give us the drugs so she gives them more and they're all hallucinating and going crazy and like the show was really centered on that but at the end they all found themselves so they did they definitely did i i honestly wish there was like more episodes and they would have like done a little bit more like work with each person really like i just feel like okay like for instance ben and his wife yeah the young couple Mm -hmm. like okay they did the drugs they had sex and now they're good i mean sometimes that's all you need (laughs) (laughs) you just need a makeup sex some makeup sex you need to trip you need to rethink your life which is what they did you know they had many conversations with the other characters about just like being empty and not knowing what to do and then by the end they found direction they found out that he needed a job which surprise surprise and then she needed to stop being so social media obsessed yeah but sometimes you know when you're so far gone it takes a while for you to get back to that but at the same time, they didn't really need that much. They just needed some drugs and to be isolated. I guess. I don't know. I just felt like I thought those characters were going to be so much more like interesting and layered. And I just mm-hmm. felt like they were a, they fell a little flat for me. Like, I feel like I didn't get what I wanted out of them. I wanted it to be like more juicy. Yeah. I wanted them to like come to the decision that they like. I don't know. 
know. I just felt like their journey should have been a little bit more dramatic in between them. Okay, yeah. Their journey wasn't the most interesting journey. No, I and I just felt like those characters could have been really interesting. And yeah. I was like a little bit disappointed by that. Okay, yeah. Their their characters weren't built up as well. Um, I think because I like those actors a lot. Like I've never seen that guy. Mm-hmm. I know he's he's I looked him up and so he's been in other things, but I don't really like I'm not really familiar with him, but I liked him. Yeah. And I really like that girl. So I just wanted more out of those characters. I wanted more for them. What was she in again? Hollywood. Oh, that's right. That was the girl from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I remember her. Um, And then, okay, Regina King's character, mm-hmm. Carmella. That she was crazy. She was the killer. Like, oh she killed gosh. Marsha. Yeah. She killed Masha. And, like, wow. Wow, right? What a twist. Like, she went absolutely apeshit, mm-hmm. tried to beat her up. They had to put her in isolation. And then she, like, went apeshit again when mm-hmm. Marsha came to see her and was like, I'm the person that's been, one, stalking you and harassing you this whole show. And threatening you. And threatening you. And and I shot you. And I shot you. Because you slept with my husband. And you dismissed me. Mm. I think that's, like, it was such an interesting angle to take. I liked that twist. Like, that's a very real thing. And I do think, like... Feeling like you are not seen or heard or of value to the people in the world. Not so much even the people around you, but just like another human being that's a stranger. Really sends people over the edge. It really does. I feel like that is like one of the things that pushes people to be like mass murderers and like suicide bombers or like people that shoot up schools or like the people that go into like the movie theaters and stuff like I feel like they always feel like I'm not being heard or seen by society yes and for the by the people that like interact with me on like a a micro level yeah I not mean, even like the people close to you but just like the people in the grocery store they don't see you quote yes, unquote and so they feel like they people. need to like do something drastic and I just felt like this is that this is the psychology here and yeah. I really enjoyed that I liked it too. I mean, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, social inclusion is a need for human beings. Yeah. So it totally makes sense that it sends people over the edge. It sent homegirl over the edge to kill Masha. And I just thought the reveal at the end was so good. So surprising. Um, When they left off that episode in a cliffhanger, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, But Masha ended up forgiving her. And being completely calm and tenderhearted towards her, which was wild to me. Very wild. Yeah, but I mean, I did get it. She wouldn't have gone on this journey of self-discovery and finding her daughter, which mm-hmm. we found out about as well, Um, if she didn't die. So No. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like Marsha felt like you might have killed me, but you also saved me. Yes. And like, y- you are the reason why all of this has happened and we're mm-hmm. we're coming to this place. For sure. Um, but I mean, her journey, I mean, Regina King's character's journey in the show, she was struggling in the beginning. She could not get over it. But I guess almost dying at the end, that realization of like, wow, I've spent so long just hung up on the past. I've forgotten to live. In the future, yeah. in the present. Mm-hmm. And then she she figured out her life. She started a women's support group. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good little character arc for her. I know. I liked it as well. 
um, crazy, but I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, what did you think of locking them in the room? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, start the fire. What fire? Start the fire. I was like, Marcia, the Make them fire. think they're almost about to die. No, because that is true. When you're almost about to die, you rethink your life and you become indifferent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, when you are... When you have, like, a near-death experience, you really realize, like, none of this shit matters. Nope. None of those worries. All the things that we get hung up on is just, they're such a waste of time and energy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's partly why I don't try to, like, feed into so much stuff on social media. It's like, none of it fucking matters. It does not matter to my life. No. Um, So, yeah, I actually really liked that. And look at that. They all came to a conclusion at the end that they needed to change their lives. I mean, they did. We They knew that mm-hmm. from the beginning. And that's yeah. why they were there. But to put them in that situation where it's like a shot of electricity to the, to the psyche, I was like, whoa. Uh, I loved Lars. Yeah. He was maybe one of my favorites. I really liked him. His character was good. His character was good. At the end, you know, he comes to the conclusion that all the shit that he dealt with in his childhood, he needed to let it go. I mean, him focusing on his career was never going to fulfill him as much as having a relationship and having a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that was so sweet at the end, seeing him with his partner and the baby. baby. I know. That was very, very cute. I liked that for him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, so true like you know when you hear like grown adults talking about their high school bullies it's like my guy (laughs) get the fuck over it what do you mean that you're a high school bully like (laughs) why do you even remember the high school bully like i know that at some like certain things are really traumatic and when you're a child things stay with you but at some point like uh, grown adults need to take (laughs) responsibility and get over themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I kept thinking that the entire show. Okay, but I... Okay, maybe we don't get it because we haven't been, like, bullied to that severity. At least I haven't been really bullied like that. But, like, I do have things that people have said to me when I was little that, like, stay with me. Of course. So, like, it's all good and well to say get over that shit. But then I think about myself and I'm like, no, like, people have said things to me that, like, although I don't let it impede my life, like, I'd be thinking about it. I think thinking about it is one thing. But I, like, thinking about it in a moment where you're, like, having a conversation or something reminds you of something is one thing. And that that passes. But I think a lot of people, like, let things, like, they... It, it's like a backpack on them. Mm. It's like, it's a part of them. It's like in them. It's like, you know, there's lots of things that I can think of that people have wronged me for and whatever that I could hold on to. <laughs> but it's like, what what is that going to do for me? Yeah. If, I don't know. If you're carrying some shit around, this is a PSA to let it go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I liked that little character arc. Let's talk about Tony, Tony and Melissa. And Melissa. They got it together. They got it on. They got together. He's a bad kisser. I didn't like that for him. I mean, he said he was a bad kisser, but maybe he was a good kisser. No, it didn't she look said like- he was bad. Oh. <laughs> Remember, she's like, wow, that was really bad. <laughs> it didn't look like a nasty kiss, though. It wasn't a nasty kiss, but I could, it looked 
I don't know what it looked like, but <laughs> if he, if somebody knows they're a bad kisser, they're a bad kisser. My pobre. That's really bad. Mm, I can't do that. I can't do that either. You know, that's, that's like a little bit of a deal breaker for me. I don't like oh, that. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. I have not gone there with somebody because they were a bad kisser. Yeah. I I'm like, like oh, this is not happening. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I mean... I loved the scene where they finally leave Tranquillum Mm -hmm. and they're sitting in the restaurant and she's like, I need a burger and I need a vodka soda. And he's like, I need two burgers (laughs) and a Coke. And then she goes and she's like, I'm going to write something. I'm going to write like I'm inspired. And he's like, I'm going to call my daughters. And the relationship is just like easy and flowing and they don't give a fuck. Like none of the first date bullshit. I thought that was so nice. I like that too. Right. But they weren't trying to like get to know each other. They Mm -hmm. were just like, we're here. We're doing the thing. At that point, it's like they've let all the ugly hang out. Mm -hmm. They know the good, the bad, the embarrassing. It's like, we're here we're alive we made it through (laughs) and like that's what it is emotional intimacy like it was just so subtle and you could i feel like that was really well done i like that as well yeah and then they got in talk and they were with the daughters i mean that was so sweet i love that like i love a show that has like a nice happy ending no yes me too i love a happy ending i hate i hate the trauma porn tv like I just like I can't do it anymore. Like yeah, I'm give not a me fan. some give me some fantasy. Like I don't want the gory shit. Yeah, like there's enough bad shit going on in real life. In real life, like give me something happy. Please. Please. <laughs> Please and thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's talk about the Marconis. I cried. I cried the whole time. <laughs> you guys Every time the Marconis talked about losing their son throughout the season, like, it made me so sad. And then at the end, like, the last episode, when they're, like, talking to him and they're tripping, I mean, I had to cry. I was crying. And at first, it was just, like, a little tear. But then I was just like, this is sad, and I let it out. And I cried. I was like, wow, this is powerful. Wow, okay. I did not have that reaction. (laughs) I don't know. I guess for you, I don't know. Because... We never really got to know that character alive. Mm. I didn't feel like an emotional attachment to him or like Marsha's daughter. Like I, it was sad that they were dead, but I wasn't like emotionally invested in it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was tragic. The blame, yeah. the guilt. I can totally, like, I can totally identify with that after like my accident in a weird way. There was a lot of guilt that I carried about that and like the impact that it left Mm -hmm. on the people around me. And I could see as like the mother and like each individual like family member was carrying around like just guilt because they felt like, oh, what is their fault? I could have done this. Like I, I understood that kind of like guilt and grief and just like. Just, like, complete anguish yeah. over over the loss. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was crying because I feel like a lot of people can relate to, like, not being able to move on from the pain. Like, something just happens and it stays with you and you can't get over it. And, like, to see them finally get over that, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. It was nice. It was definitely nice. Um, I thought it was, like, a... Uh, 
like a nice uplift for yes. that family. Like grief really can tear people apart and like just ruin your lives. Yeah. Like, so I feel like in one way, like I look at, at death as something that's all around us and it's going to happen and it's inevitable and you can't be like bogged down by it. But in the other sense, I'm like so afraid of losing certain people that I, I'm like, I'm almost like pre getting ready for the mental breakdown that I know I'll eventually have, even though I know it's probably like far off. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I feel like that about some people in my life, but like not others. Right. Yeah. I know the people I'm going to have a, like I'm going to have to go into therapy over. Like I know that. (laughs) Exactly. So like the idea of losing their child, I mean, Masha and then the Marconi's like, that's a fucking nightmare. Right. So I, I was very emotional about that. And I thought it was just like beautiful how Masha also was able to connect with her daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the daughter, the other daughter was the key. Yeah. Because she apparently had like, I mean, people say that when you do psychedelics, if you have like psychic ability, it, you know, enhances, enhances it. Um, so she was the one who allowed everybody to see the son that killed himself. And she was also what the one that allowed Masha to see her daughter. Yeah. You know, wasn't it interesting how she was like, I see the snow. And yeah. Masha had never told her about the situation. Like, right. the fact that Masha was able to curate these nine perfect strangers to able to be able to get, like, what she needed and for them all to get what they needed, like, that was crazy. Yeah, I and thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and then Masha connected with her daughter and she was able to see her. Um, at the end of the show, it looked like she was able to see her, like, often and whenever she wanted to yeah she saw her in the passenger seat of the car yeah which was crazy but like at the end like she did what she needed to do she got what she wanted yeah it i i thought it was interesting that like everything that she had built there had brought her back to like the ultimate healing that she needed to do for herself yes um and i wonder if that's what she set out to do at the very beginning of starting Mm -hmm. tranquilum like or was she just trying to heal from being murdered and like you know living a life that wasn't like maybe true to who she really is at her core Mm -hmm. um but i i did think like the show ended nicely yeah, I mean, I, I think healing others can help you heal yourself. And I feel like uh, that also manifests in mental health professionals. Like, a lot of therapists, we have been, like, trauma and issues. But, like, I feel like they, because they're so, like, clinical about it, they are crazy themselves. I like, mean, look at Masha. She was crazy. <laughs> she was, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, I... I just, I feel like every therapist has a therapist because, mm. like, they know it's necessary, but at some point it's like, how long can you be in therapy? And I True. feel like it, it all gets very clinical and, like, you know how I feel about, about certain things with mental health. Like, at some point, like, you've got to just, like, pick yourself up and keep going. 
I understand, but at the same time, maybe we need to change our view of mental health in general. Because you get a checkup every year, you go to the doctor when you're not feeling so hot, so why can't it be like that with your mental health as well? You know, do a little check-in. Hmm, I mean, if we were to normalize it, you know, when you're having an issue, when something happens, you can go to therapy. Maybe you don't need weekly therapy, but you know, like somebody who's dealing with trauma needs that. But like we can approach mental health in the same way that we approach other types of health um, if we just destigmatize it and maybe open our minds a little more. Hmm. That's interesting, right? That would be interesting. Like you go to get your six month teeth cleaned. Yes. Every year you go and get glasses, mm-hmm. your eyes checked. Yeah, like why don't we do that for our minds? Should be happening to people. And maybe it's things that like uh, you don't necessarily need to work through right away, but it would be nice to be a well-functioning person to like unpack some of that every now and then with that's, a professional. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Look at us. Touche. <laughs> So, like, I think that would be something nice to move towards in the future. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, overall, I thought the show was good. I just, at the end, I was like, Marsha, you're all over the place. <laughs> you're all over the place, baby. And I was like, what's going on? So that's the, old, I think that's why I was kind of, like, mm. weirded out by yeah. episode five. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, But I think she was a little, like, frantically desperate she was desperate and she was just like it's so close and i feel like this is the closest i'm ever gonna get to be able to have this chance so i've got to just push it yeah like pedal to the metal Mm -hmm. so yeah when i now when i when i think about it i'm like okay yeah okay i mean okay she was never able to see her daughter daughter before this was her moment yeah she had to okay yeah I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought the show was great. Um, you know, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Don't don't do drugs. You know, this was a very controlled clinical environment. Yeah, but you know, I know people that do mushrooms all the time, and they're like, it's a, an amazing experience. And I'm like, I know somebody that like was dealing with trauma of losing their mother, and they did mushrooms a couple times. And they were like, you know, I was able to like unpack certain things. I thought about things differently. I saw things in a different way. So um, that kind of science is like coming up now Mm -hmm. and being, you know, explored and tested and and studied more. So I'm not going to say like, don't do drugs. But um, I mean, you have to be careful with everything in life, whatever it is that you're taking. Um, But it's something to be explored. I think there's a way to do it, for sure. For sure. Like, you need to be careful. You need to do it in a controlled environment um, because it can go either way. Oh, for sure. It can go super bad or it can go great. So, you know, just something that I wanted to say. (laughs) But yes, definitely check out the show if you haven't. um, But we highly recommend. Yeah. All right, guys. It is time for tea. Tea time. Cheers. Clink, clink. <laughs> let's get into it. Pinkies up. Um, let's start with SNL. They have announced their new celebrity hosting guests for the next four weeks. Um, they have got their season opener with Owen Wilson and the musical guest Casey Musgraves. Okay. Cute, cute, cute. 
Um, second week, which is really who I want to talk about, is Kim Kardashian West with the musical guest Halsey. I'm so excited for this. It's her first time hosting SNL. Yes. This is going to be interesting. You think Kimmy's going to do the skits and all? She has to. That's what being <laughs> the host is. I just don't. You come out, you do the monologue, you you do the skits. Okay. If they do this right, like if the writers get together and they make some funny skits, this is going to be good. They've got to do Kanye. Yes, they have to. Like they have to. He's going to be so mad. <laughs> like if... If Kim doesn't make fun of herself in, like, the way that we want her to, this is going to be so disappointing. But yeah. I think they're going to... They have to. They're going to do I good. hope... She, I think she's going to lean into it. I think she's self-aware enough um, that she's like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a joke, but I'm also a billionaire and about to be a lawyer. And yeah. I'm the most influential person on this earth. And so what you think. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope it's a little mix of like, haha, jokes mm-hmm. on me, but really jokes on you. And like, cause you love it. And you and love also me and you're like, tuning in. And also like, kiss my whole ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of her ass, I mean, I wanted to bring up the rumors that she got a butt reduction. Have you heard those rumors? No. People are saying that her body looks different and she has way less butt, way less hips, and that they think the she's going back to more of her old body. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, if so, I'm here for this. And then people brought up recent pictures of Chloe saying that she got her butt reduced. Really? Yeah. It looks like they're all kind of going more natural now. I love that for them. Right? I'm sorry, girls, not to, not to, not to rag on anyone's desires or their preferences, but the fake asses don't be looking right. No. The bodies don't be looking right. They're not, they're not giving what they're supposed to give. No. Like, I really only think a fake body looks good in clothes. Like, once you get into a bathing suit, I'm just like, it's looking weird. Yeah. It's giving a bug's life. had booty right like that's what it's giving to me when they're in bathing suits yeah and like it's like the fake faces and the fake lips like they only look good with makeup on Mm -hmm. like you know when you're when you're pale face they look very strange you're right like lips that have lip injections only look good with lipstick only if you don't have on lipstick, it looks a little strange. It looks, it's very weird. Like mm. they, they get the coloring of the lips looks weird. And then that blushing thing that they're doing now. What do you mean? Lip blushing. What? Have you ever seen oh, that? Wait, yeah, I think when I they, have. Like, it's like, it's almost like they're microblading their lips. Yeah. But it's like giving them like a pigment. I don't know. I've it's just that. like very strange. Um, Not to rag on anybody that's gotten it. Do what you do. In my opinion, though, it's not hitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... So I, that would be interesting if... <laughs> it would just be very interesting and just very ironic if they started the trend of the fake bodies and then they reverse mm-hmm. and that changes... like it, like The oh, trend, what's in now. Of what's in. Yeah, I mean... 
I definitely saw, I feel like we could have seen this coming, you know? Oh, for sure. Every time a trend goes, like, so far extreme, it has to, like, dial down a little bit for Mm -hmm. it to be, like, normal Mm -hmm. and for it to stick around. So it makes sense that they're getting things reduced, a little nip-tuck here, like, do a little skinnier vibe. Um, So, yeah, I need you to go look at, at photos of her and let me know what you think. Like, do you think she got something done? interesting well they were saying that she's all covered up because she got some work done but Mm. just nobody knew what um and that's why she was like covering her face no way yeah okay well i mean people were saying that she got her butt reduced which i believe for sure i feel like she looks a little smaller i don't know i don't know maybe that's well, that's the new Balenciaga, so that's yeah. This newer was like photo, yeah. Interesting. Anyways, yeah, I'm also excited for that episode of SNL because Halsey's performing. Our and girl. You all know that I loved her newest album. Yeah. So I'm excited for that performance. Um, and just to like continue the um plastic surgery conversation, Linda Evangelista, the legendary supermodel from the 80s and the 90s. Um, she came out this week with a statement and she was saying to my followers who have been wondering where I've been work, why I have not been working while my peers careers have been thriving. The reason is I was brutally disfigured by a cool sculpting procedure, which did the opposite of what it's promised. It was supposed to decrease the fat cells and it has increased them, (laughs) which is a rare adverse effect that can happen and it has left her as what she's described as unrecognizable and his she's had to have um three surgeries to try to reverse the damage that has been done to it it basically has for has caused like um like growths under her (gasps) skin that's crazy oh my god so she's like i'm moving forward to rid myself of the shame and to go public with the story um y'all like sometimes when people like talk about social media it not social media about uh plastic surgery and like the prevalence of it like it comes off as like you're hating like Mm -hmm. you're doing you're just talking badly about something because you can't do it or you can't afford it or Mm -hmm. whatever the case is but like all of these things that women and men are doing to their bodies are permanently changing their figures their faces and that has consequences and those can have severe side effects like they have whole shows like botched like it's so it happens so often it's such a huge problem but it's like in comparison to the volume that it's being like these surgeries are being done at it's like it's a tiny percentage but it's still a huge number of people that are left disfigured by these procedures that's just so crazy because i mean i've thought about getting cool sculpting it's definitely (laughs) they say you come in you leave the next but two hours later and you're all good you can go back to work like yeah and you're like you're losing your fat it's cute it's fun and fresh i mean i definitely thought of that like if i ever wanted una lipo mm-hmm. but i didn't want to get the lipo i i didn't want to get the light white and go under the knife i could do cool sculpting but now i'm no like i'm not getting that it's a very rare side effect but so, I don't care. If that could happen to me, why would I risk it? Right. 
Because I know that people say like, okay, like only 1% of people get this. But at the same time, 1% of like 9 million people in the world is a couple mil. <laughs> right. I could be one of those million people. Right. Why would I do that? Right. <laughs> Something to think about. I'm I'm going to be very happy when like the real bodies come back. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I, it's just, I don't know. It's just like not it to me. Mm, poor Linda Evangelista. I know. That's so sad. And you know what's crazy? Like she is literally like my second favorite supermodel. Really? Like I l- adore her face. She's gorgeous. Like that jawline yeah. is just it's other it's out of this world i love a strong square jawline on a woman yeah mm. Mm. well in other news i want to talk about the kardashians again okay kylie jenner <laughs> has come out with baby products like baby shampoo, baby soap. Um, she said that when she first got pregnant with Stormy, she knew that she wanted to create products for babies and new moms. So she began developing it. And now Kylie Baby mm-hmm. is a brand. I know. The branding is super cute. Like I It is cute. The Instagram is really cute. Um Kylie is just doing the damn thing. Like, yeah. Kylie Swim is out also. Which is so cute, by the way. Very cute. Yeah. Um, Not... Seeing... Now that they're starting to ship them out to people and I see them on bodies, like, it's not a bathing suit for me. I've got way too much body for mm. it. Like, it has no support. Like, the bathing suit top... You know that cutout one that goes, like, yes. this way with the one shoulder? The The... It's this tiny. Wow. Like, I could probably fit, like, half a nipple in it. Like, <laughs> half a nipple. You know? Um, it's for, like, little MAGA people. Okay. But it's very cute. Okay, yeah. I, I haven't seen the suits on influencers or real people yet. So, I don't know how they look. But on the website, they all look super cute. And they sold out pretty quick. Yeah. And she has, like, a, a pop-up right now in Vegas. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Like, so fun. Yeah, very cute. Love that. But she's building an empire. Like, good for her. I love this for Kylie. I think it, it, it works for her because she's got Kylie skin, Kylie beauty. Baby products is, like, not that far off. Yeah. I like it. Let's see how well it does. Yeah. I wonder what the market is for baby products, you know? Well, like, Honest um, Honest Company by Jessica mm-hmm. Alba, they're, like, a huge brand. That Honest is worth, like, a billion dollars. And they do baby stuff. They do baby... They're primarily a baby company. Oh. They have, like, some beauty stuff, but they're primarily... They started as a baby company. And... I mean, I can understand They're like, everywhere. Yeah, but Honest, uh, they try to be... They market themselves as, like, ethical, all-natural... Clean, vegan, blah, Yeah. So that makes sense for, like, a baby line. But yeah. with Kylie, I mean, what is... What's the difference between uh, Kylie and Jurgens? Oh, I think hers is vegan as well. Oh, it's I vegan. I think hers is like clean, natural, da da da, you know. Okay, I like the sound of that because a lot of people, you know, they want to do their kids all natural. They don't want to like put bad shit in. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Very cute. Um, And then in other, other news, baby news, Jeannie Mai has announced that she's expecting with her husband, Jeezy. Like, 
I was, I almost fell on the floor in the <laughs> kitchen too. when I saw this to post. I was shooketh. Shook. So shook. Okay, you guys. We're Jeannie big Mai. Jeannie Mai fan. I actually love her, okay? Like love. From long time. From long time. <laughs> I used to watch her on How Do I Look. She was great. So yes. iconic. So fab. And so to see her journey, like her marriage, her her first marriage, her divorce, everything that she said about motherhood and and being a parent and just like relationships in general, just to see her now married to Jeezy and now she's expecting a baby. Like, I just feel like that is a testament to love. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't help but feel like warm and gushy inside and like, maybe there's a chance for me. (laughs) Girl, really? Honestly, like that's how I'm just like, wow, if Jamie can can get married and have a baby like, hmm, you guys, (laughs) my new favorite quote, life is long. Life is long. Mm. People be having like four different lives in their one life. This is very true. Jeannie was married for 10 years, never wanted kids, just wanted to be single. I mean, not single, but like, you know, couple, married, living the jet set life, like almost a single life. And she got divorced. That was devastating for her. I mean, she was very open about how devastating that was. And now she's married, whole new man, baby at 40 years old. This lady's 40. Yeah. And she's doing the damn thing and she looks good. She looks so good. Right? She looks better than she did 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. So life is long. People be getting into it. You can have two husbands, two families, two, five new lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Crazy. I love this for her. I love this for her. I'm yeah. so happy for her. Congratulations mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. I mean, she's been very open in the past about not wanting kids, mm-hmm. but she said that after she fell in love with Jeezy and she got married to him, she thought about it and she was like, I could actually see myself having kids with you. Yeah. And that's not something I've ever felt with any other person I've been with. Yeah. And she said she doesn't know if it's the time of her life or like just the person that she's with, but she finally saw herself as a mother. So they went through IVF and they they got pregnant. Wow. That's great. I right? love that for her. I love that for her. Congratulations. Congratulations to her. And to talk about babies, Little Nas X birthed his baby. <laughs> birthed his album. He birthed his album Montero. And apart from, like, making a smash album with some fucking bangers. Have you listened to it yet? I haven't. Oh, my God. (laughs) Selena, you have got to get into the album. It's so good. Like, the song with Doja Cat. Iconic. It needed to have been the song of the summer. Like, it was, like, so good. The one with Mm -hmm. Megan Thee Stallion is so good. I even like the one with Miley. Like, the album is the bomb. Okay, need to go download that. Yes, but he also, with this whole, like, baby theme, <laughs> um, he set up, like, a baby registry to um, for people to make donations to charity mm-hmm. as a part of, like, kind of, like, giving back with the album. Yeah. And he received $33,000 in donations. That's amazing. And so he's giving that away to organizations organization cypher and compassionate atlanta which are groups that work with members of the lgbtq lgbtq community 
Okay, yeah. And then I actually saw a thread on Twitter where it was talking about all of his philanthropy. And apparently he also um, donated money to pregnant people. Mm. Um, and, you know, he went on Twitter. If you're pregnant, drop your cash up. I want to bless you. He sent a whole bunch of money out to random people. Um, he also did philanthropy with his other album, which I had no idea about. Me either. And I just love that for him. Me too. I just think he's, like, so wholesome and, like... He's great. Did you see, like, the live performances he was doing? I think I sent you one of them. He did, like, um, I think it's for, like, BBC Radio or something. He did, like, this live acoustic performance of all the songs on the album. Oh, I... You didn't so good. Oh okay. my gosh, he like the set is really cute. It's like all florals and he just looks oh my god, it's so good. I am obsessed with him. I mean, <laughs> I still be bumping Old Town Road. Still. Still be bumping Old Town Road. I thought Industry Baby was such a good song too. So good. I'm here for him. Okay, I'm gonna go watch the acoustic sessions because I actually love when artists do those. Me too. And those like really get me into their albums. So yes. Love that. We're just hitting them with the transitions today because I have another um, album music uh, okay. story. G Easy dropped an album today. Okay. Friday. Uh-huh. You guys will be listening to this tomorrow. And it's called These Things Happen Too. If you're not familiar with G Easy, his first album was called These Things Happen. And that's one of my favorite rap albums. Okay. So good. I have it on vinyl. <laughs> It's the album with I Mean It. If I okay. ever sound never scared, just know I mean it. And all of the songs of that album are amazing. I started listening to the album today. It is amazing. Yeah? It's of the same breath as the first album. He says that he wrote it in a week. What? Yeah. He said that he was inspired and he wrote it in a week. Just Gemini things. Okay. Yeah. He went into a spiral and he got into it. We do that. He- like my ri- my rising is Gemini, and <laughs> yes. there are times where I'm just like, ah. and Gemini's are very chaotic, but I love them. Yeah, Gemini is actually my sister sign. I'm a Sagittarius, mm. but whatever. Um, and I just think it's amazing. He has a song with Lil Wayne. He has another song with um, what's this guy? Hmm, maybe I could pull it up. YG. Oh, I love YG. Yes, he has a song with Demi Lovato, one with Devin Baldwin, Ty Dolla Sign. He he gets into it in this album. I'm about like halfway through and I love it. So Okay, gotta listen to that. Highly recommend. Okay, well we're gonna switch gears a little bit and we just have to say R.I.P. to Willie Garson. The famed actor, best known for his role in Sex in the City as Stanford. Stanford and Blatch. 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 And as Mozzie on White Collar, I don't know if anybody else watched White Collar, but that is like one of my favorite shows. I I love Mozzie. Yeah. White Collar was so good. Like I I honestly want to like rewatch it just because of this. That was a really good show. Yeah. But um, he unfortunately passed away this week after a really short um, battle with cancer. Oh, cancer. I, I heard. Oh. And, um, you know, he was 57 years old. And it's just, like, really sad. And he, they were in the middle. They are in the middle of filming the reboot of Sex and the City, which we've talked about many times. And I just cannot. Like, this show is cursed. 
Like it's right, low th- key. This show should never have been happening. Never. And I just feel like wow. Yeah, I like mean, how devastating for the cast and the crew. Like he was literally on set like last week. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So devastating. I mean, when I heard this news, I wanted to cry. So did I. Because I love him. Love. I love his characters. They're so iconic. I mean, he had a son. Yes. And that's just so heartbreaking as well. The son had like just gone to college and he was like talking about it on um, social media. Um, It's just wild. I mean, I feel like the show... What they're trying to do is show their lives as, like, older people now. Um, They're in their 50s. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Samantha might even be a little older than them if she was still on the show. Um, Yeah, Samantha Samantha was 50 when the rest of them were in their 40s. Exactly. So, I mean, if uh, they do a tribute to him, I mean, it'll kind of be in line with what the show is probably, like, a lot of the themes these people are getting older a lot of people in that age group they've had friends that pass away yeah you know, that's what happens in that age so you know r.i.p R. to him it's so sad and you know i'm just feeling for his son right now yeah i mean it's just such a shock so shocking like such a shock yeah and it's crazy because i was watching um sex in the city the other day you know when they do the reruns on e Uh i haven't been able to see them in a while because they usually come on during the week and i'm at work but when i saw that i was like oh like i love stanford i love carrie the show was just it stood the test of time i could rewatch that all right now of course and then he he passed away so yeah it's just crazy I just, I wonder, like, how, like, what filming needs to be done, what is done. Like, I just wonder what's happening with the reboot. And, like, that's just got to be devastating. Like, they've yeah. been, they've known him for so long. Like, it's just such a loss. Yeah. I feel like I saw something that said he might have filmed all of his scenes. Mm. I don't know. I would have to look into that. But I think I saw something that said that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Time 100, most influential people of 2021 has come out. And of course, the top of the list, the cover of the issue is Meghan and Harry. (laughs) And when I saw this, I was like, they're the most influential people of 2021. Okay. 2021, they were the most influential? Or I guess like the past in the past year, so twenty twenty to now. Okay, who else is on the list? <laughs> okay, so you know they have like different categories of people. So there's the icons category, which is Harry and Meghan, Naomi Osaka, Britney Spears, Dolly Parton, and then a bunch of other people that are like activists. I think Dolly and britney deserved to be there because dolly single-handedly funded the moderna vaccine right oh that's just so crazy to me again um and then britney yeah her struggle um inspired people to start a movement so right in the pioneers category i'm not gonna say go through all of them but pioneers category that's billy eilish ben crumb okay aurora james which is the designer that did um What's her name's dress for the Met Gala? Whose dress? AOC? Tax the Rich. Oh, yeah. AOC? She's the, the head designer of Brother Viles. That's the brand. 
Okay. Um, well, Billy guy. deserved to be there for sure. And then a lot of activists, a lot of politicians that I don't know. Um, in the Titans category, Simone Biles, Shonda Rhimes, Timberland and Swiss Beats, Tom Brady. Okay, Tim for Cook, sure. For sure. All those people make sense. Allison Felix, The Runner. Um, okay. Megan and Harry? In the artist category, Kate Winslet, Bad Bunny, Chloe Bad Zhao, Bunny for sure. Jason Sudeikis, Lil Nas X, Scarlett Johansson, okay. Bowen Yang. What does Scarlett Johansson do? I think she probably um, was mentioned in this because of her lawsuit with Disney. Oh, okay. Tracy Ellis Ross, Daniel Kaluuya, Omar Sy. Oh. Kane Brown. Okay. You know, good good category. Re- really good. And then the, there's a leaders category. It's a lot of different, like, uh, world leaders. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Tucker Carlson, Stacey Abrams, um, Donald Trump, um, and then just, like, other people that I don't know. Um, mm. Interesting. In the innovators category, you've got Elon Musk, you've got Willow, Jada, and Adrian Smith. Um, what did they do? Red Table Talk. Innovator? Yeah, I guess like starting the show and I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then they've got a bunch of different like CEOs. Some people. Okay, I just... I'm confused about how Meghan and Harry were the most influential. Like, they are great. Love them. I know a lot of people dislike them. I actually like them. (laughs) But I'm a little confused. Like, what did they do? I feel like the Oprah interview was, like, big. And I think people, like, really feel like that was a monumental thing. I don't believe it was a monumental thing, personally. Okay. But... It was, I think, in a lot of ways, groundbreaking. We're in the age of Aquarius, right? Yes. Okay. So I've heard people say that the age of Aquarius means that the powers that be are going to be broken, broken down, down, uncovered. See what's behind the curtain. It's an age of enlightenment and transformation for like the systems and powers that, that are in charge. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn the truth about them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could understand in that sense from that like framework why they were influential then because they exposed the royal family and uh-huh. the royal I mean empire the firm yeah they exposed them completely yes so in that sense okay I guess they were influential and I mean in America we don't really think about the queen that much but like they are arguably the other world superpower yes besides America and uh, they've been, I mean, her, the queen herself, almost 100 years, she's been in power. Yeah. Um, and then that family, longer. So I guess, in a sense, that was influential. Uncover. I just feel like, I'm going to sound like a hater. I just feel like everybody has gassed them, and I just, like, don't know why. Like, they started their podcast. Who's listening to it? He started a show with with Oprah on Apple TV. Who has watched it? Like, yes, they're doing like great charity work, apparently, with like their Archwell Foundation and that kind of stuff. I know they like went down to Haiti after the earthquake the other day to like donate meals and stuff like that. So it's like, I do think they're like 
well-meaning in all of their endeavors. But I just feel like people feel like they left the royal family and now they're living a quiet life in the spotlight. And it's just like, <laughs> you guys do know that they are just as like full of shit as everybody else in Hollywood. Like, right? Like, yeah. we're not disillusioned about like what this is and what this isn't. Like, let's be serious. I don't think we should discredit their philanthropy. No, and they I'm do, not. They do great. I just don't think they are... I think people are interested by them, but I don't think they are invested in them. And in that sense, I don't think they're influential. Okay, I see what you mean. People are not invested in them. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And so it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. I don't know who I would say the most influential person of the year is. <laughs> um Fauci, but he was on, like, like he was on the, the cover last year. He was, yeah, like he oh. last year they did like a group of covers, so it was like six different people that had covers. He was one of them. Doctor Fauci, that makes sense. I don't know who would be like this year's. I don't know. I think they should have gotten creative and not made it a person. They should have just been like COVID. Mm. most influential mm. it's changed life life like life is never going to be the same not in the sense of like we're never going to go back to normal but yeah. like the no, way I... we do things are forever going to be impacted by this time yes i agree yeah just like how you work know, has changed work has changed working from home like that should have this what's been what is happening in the labor force and like the way that we work should have happened in 50 years mm -hmm. like it was gonna take that long to get here and we're here yeah so many people have quit their jobs i was one of them right and it's just crazy because like uh, if you if you do a little tiktok dive into this a lot of people are making videos about this um apparently like uh the world is just shifting towards more people being freelancers or like not having nine to fives mm -hmm. because they're not fulfilled by that surprise surprise mm -hmm. but like when you look at the statistics of like you know for the amount of people that are unemployed, there's a job for all of them. Yes. But none of them want are, jobs. Everyone is hiring. No one is working. Yes. If you go somewhere and there's like they're fully staffed, like they're lucky. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. nobody has any workers. Like from the nail salons that we go to, to the car wash down mm -hmm. the street, like nobody has any workers. Yeah. But like. And are, people and people are still quitting. And it's just crazy because I was one of those people. I quit my job. Yeah. And I'm starting a whole new, like, career. Yeah. So it's just, like, crazy because I can see it. And I know a bunch of other people that quit their jobs and moved, like, into completely different industries. Yes. So, like, it's one thing to see to see the statistic, but then to actually realize, like, oh, no, I'm a part of that. Like, yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. would have been good. COVID. Yeah, right? They should have gotten creative. Yeah. And, like, you know how World War II, like, it changed everybody's life and, like, everybody who was alive in that time just, like, remembers that? Mm. Or, like, 9-11. Yes. Like, this generation, or I guess my generation, like, this is the defining moment. Moment of this generation. That yeah. makes sense. I'm going to talk about this for, for my whole life. Right. I'm going to tell my grandkids, we couldn't go outside. You better be happy to go outside. <laughs> I know when we were just talking of some of our family members just got back from Jamaica and they are still having like 
days of lockdown. Like mm-hmm. every single week for three days, the entire country shuts down. They, you're not allowed to leave your house or you're fined or arrested. They've got like guards on the roads, like the highways are shut down. And like, that's just crazy to mm-hmm. think about that that's still happening in parts of the world. Like there are countries right now that are looking for doctors to come and help with outbreaks. And it's just like, countries right now how about the hospital down the street right. is overrun exactly but it's like there's countries that are like looking for help and it's like there is none to give because mm-hmm. we've also got the problem mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think about yeah i think the most influential thing that happened in this maybe decade yeah in this decade was covid and they should have just done that yeah Because there wasn't really a person. Like, what did we really do last year? Or this year? What have we really done? Not much. 2021? (laughs) This year has been kind of like... I don't know. It's just flown by. Right? It's really flown by. Crazy. And 2020 went by so slow to me. So slow. Yeah. Oh my god. 2020 (laughs) was interminable. Mm -hmm. And 2021 has flown by. Definitely. Crazy. Yeah. Well, guys. No. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. The big thing. The The big big thing. Christina El Musa. Oh, (laughs) I'm like, who's Christina? Christina El Musa, (laughs) HGTV star, ex-wife of Tarek El Musa, Musa. flipper flop star. Mm -hmm. She's engaged. Again. And you might be thinking, but wait, wasn't she just getting divorced? Yes. She got divorced a few months ago, and now she's engaged. Well, let's just, like, back up. And for (laughs) anybody that's not following the story as closely as we are, because we are, for some reason, very invested in this couple. Yes. I want to know everything (laughs) that happens with these people. Okay, so Tark and Christina, they were married for many years. They had two kids. They had the show on HGTV, Flip or Flop. I hate that show. (laughs) Just as a side note. Uh, yeah. Their show always sucked to me. They never... They were always over budget, like... Yeah. Whatever. I prefer her new show, Christina on, on the, the Coast. Coast. Okay. So, <laughs> Tarek and, and Christina, they got divorced uh, probably, I don't know, four years ago? Yeah, but it was like a crazy divorce, you know? There was screaming, there was cops called, there was guns waving. Yes. <laughs> Very toxic. Toxic. Now, Tarek has started to date, and he is now engaged to... Heather Ray Young, who is one of the stars of the show Selling Sunset mm-hmm. on Netflix. You can go back to like episode, I think it's like 22, where we talk about Selling Sunset. Yes, such a good show on Netflix. Um, And she looks exactly like Christina. Yes, they're Side like note. splitting images of each other. <laughs> like, so same s- face. So sick. Um, And Christina, she went on to date and get married to a man named... Aunt Anstead. Who was apparently broke. He was? <laughs> if you look up his net worth, it's like $100,000. No, but he's like a TV star in Canada. I know, but that's why everyone is confused as to why he's broke. Do you think that's just like fake internet stuff? I wouldn't be surprised if he was broke, Adriana. Okay. <laughs> so her and Aunt, they had a whirlwind world romance they got married they had one baby son yes and and mind you this was in the same year like she got divorced from Tarek, and she was married 
Like, within a year. With No, within that year. Yeah. Like, let's say she got divorced in February. She was married by August. Yeah. And then she was, like, pregnant, like, six months after that. Yes. So, I don't know how old the baby is now. Mm-hmm. But her and Anne to mash up. Dolly House mash up. They are getting divorced. They are getting divorced. The divorce is now final. Mm-hmm. It's been final for a couple months now. And he has since moved on and is now dating Renee Zellweger. What? Yes. Um... <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. And Christina is now come out with saying that she is madly in love with her new partner. And he has proposed to her after four months of dating. Yes. Um, wow. Whatever she doing, she need to teach a class. <laughs> Sis can secure a ring. Honestly, I wouldn't want her class. I would want Ariana Grande's class. Really? Yeah. I feel like Ari can really lock him down. She's only been engaged twice. Yeah, but I just feel like everybody that dates her is obsessed with her. Like This Mac, is true. Like, you know, Mac Miller was super into her. Big Sean was super, super into her when they mm-hmm. were together. True. You know? Yeah. That's just my feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but she is now engaged to this new man. And, you know... I don't even think that baby is a year old. The baby is very young and she is engaged yet again. Um, If you're wondering who this man is, he is a realtor from Austin. And apparently his sister was on The Hills or one of the shows. She was a bartender on a reality show. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think The Hills. Um, Okay, yeah. Her... Okay, her baby is two years old. Okay. She had him in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So exactly two years old. Yeah. Okay, anyways. This shit is just wild. Like, she'd be moving on quick, and she'd be locking him down. And I just think it's so crazy. <laughs> I just feel like... Are the men that great? Like, to be marrying all of them? I don't know. It's like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. For all of the girls out there that post every boyfriend that they have on Instagram, like, you do you that. have no shame? <laughs> every couple months, you have a new love of your life. Like, they can't all have been the love of your life. You have to be lying. And this is how I feel about Christina. <laughs> um, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I just think, like... I am not somebody that, like, loves to be in relationships. Like, it takes a lot for me to get there. (laughs) And so I just think when people, like, move on from man to man, I'm just like, aren't you exhausted? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you really love him. Don't lie. Like, Like, you know when people make that face that's like, look at me. (laughs) Tell me the truth. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like, wow, you really like that nigga. Like, (laughs) Like, like, like that? Like, okay. That's how I feel. I'm like, have you even recharged your batteries from the last one? Like, I just feel like that's exhausting. Men take so much out of you. I just feel like... I think of relationship as, like, emotional labor. And so I just can... The thought of the work that this woman is doing to foster these relationships to the point that they have... She has a ring on her finger. I'm just like, I'm exhausted by the the sheer thought of that. Have you read that book, Labor of Love? No. 
it talks about that. Like the thesis of the book is that relationships are like unpaid sex work for women. Oh, I've... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and to an extent, I totally agree. I'll send you the book. It's, this is it's why women, interesting. men need to pay the mortgage. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, I just feel the same way. I'm just like, Christina, what's going on? The labor of like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have dated him for a while. Like, you couldn't yeah, have like, dated him for a year. What's wrong with just like being boyfriend and girlfriend? And why is this so public? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I I feel like she deep down is not really over Tarek and just wants to have a man to say that she's in a relationship because like Tarek and Heather are so like thirsty and in love and public and just yeah. like weird. Definitely, but I saw um or I think somebody talked about it on a YouTube video. They said Tarek isn't even married yet. He's been engaged to Heather for like two years now. Two years. And Christina is on husband number two, and yeah. Tarek's not even married yet. Right. And Tarek also moved on pretty quickly after their divorce, so it is just wild. It's just like, what's the rush? Like, if yeah. you're going to spend forever with the person, like... Well... She's gone through two husbands, and Tarek hasn't even gotten on the aisle. I don't know. On one hand, it's like, why wait? And then on the other hand, it's like, what's the rush? Mm-hmm. I just feel like once people are older and they don't have to, like, worry about having kids, what's the rush? Exactly. Very strange. Very but we'll strange. be following this story closely. Do you think they're going to last? You know what? This is the one. You know what's really weird? There's also another weird connection with these people. Like, her new man... Okay, his sister, mm-hmm. I think it's his sister. There's like a TikTok like with the web. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> his sister used to have a podcast with Heather. With Heather? <laughs> yes. I think that's what it is. Is LA that small? Uh, it makes sense that it is. <laughs> it's something like that. It's like his sister used to have a podcast with Heather and it's just like, that's weird. That's so funny. I'm I think that's surprised. what it is. There's like this whole TikTok breaking down like the the six degrees of separation within this couple. <laughs> these, these two people. <laughs> these couples. <laughs> these couples. And it's like very freakily weird. Have you ever dated somebody that like knew someone you dated? I have. <laughs> that knew someone that I dated. Yeah. I don't think so. I have. And it was like really strange. Oh, yes, I have. What am I talking about? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, well. And without dating friends, like not dating people from the same friend group, but like. I like dated somebody that I knew someone they dated. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yes. I dated someone that their like childhood best friend worked with one of my exes. Okay. And I knew that ex, like, completely from somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. Wild, right? Well, Miami's small. I guess LA is too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is very small. You know, like, all those people are very ancestral out there. Like, they all date the same people. You know what couple I forgot about? Shawn Mendes and Hailey Bieber. You know they dated? 
I saw pictures of them at like the 2019 Met Gala on Instagram the other day and I was like, I forgot this couple was even a thing. And now Haley and Justin are married and they went to the Met Gala together and Shawn Mendes was there with Camila Cabello and apparently there was a very awkward run-in. Really? Yes, Met Gala drama. Really? I didn't yes. know they dated. I forgot about that couple. Shawn Mendes just doesn't seem like the kind of guy you date. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this conversation has devolved. <laughs> it really has. We've gone left. I just feel like he doesn't seem... Maybe he's just not the kind of guy I would date. Like, he just seems like one of those guys that is like, babe, what's the plan? He's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, he just doesn't have a backbone or like well, a, an original thought or like he can't take the rain or like control of a situation. Like, he just doesn't very manly to me oh for sure so in that sense i'm just like he's not a person that you would you should date <laughs> him and camila have been together for so long and like people thought it was a pr relationship yes. i still think it's a pr relationship but they've been together for years <laughs> and it just doesn't make sense to me anymore me either like in quarantine when they were going on those walks <laughs> and always being shot by the paparazzi i was just like what's happening here right they're very strange. They're a weird couple. Do you realize that she no longer rocks the bangs? She's really gotten rid of them. Good. Finally. She needed to. I saw a picture of her today and I was like, hmm, look at you. No bangs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Shawn Mendes has gotten less attractive over the years because with Hailey Bieber, he looks so manly. Like he looked toned. He looked muscular. And with Camila, he looks so skinny. Like he looks so skinny on the carpet. What, what are they feeding him? <laughs> I just feel like that couple is unwell. And I don't know what I'm to dead. do with this. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, we've totally taken a left. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the TVNT Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you are listening. You know all the places. Wherever you are listening to us, leave us a five-star review. Tell us something nice. Only if it's nice. And if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Saturday with another episode to serve the tea on the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys. Bye.